This is the Marked Podcast. I'm your host, Mary Margaret Collinsworth, coming at you from Nashville, Tennessee at Lifeway Christian Resources. This podcast is for women who are marked by a hunger for God's word, who want to know him more, have a longing to impact the culture around them, and a real desire to discover and live out God's calling in their lives. If that's you, stay tuned. We're going to be talking about issues that are relevant to you today. Thanks for joining us. We're so glad you've joined us today. Um, I really can't wait to jump in on this first episode. I'm, I'm here with Savannah Ivy here in the studio. Savannah is our summer intern. Um, she is about to be a senior at the University of Tennessee. That's right. Go Vols. There you go. And that's where I have to jump in here and say go Gators. And I'm a little oh. afraid of what's going to happen on the other end of the line mm. with our go guest Mo. Yes, go Tigers. I was waiting for that. This is quite the SEC representation here um, at this table and on the phone. Um, but today you're going to hear um, Savannah and I are just going to um, chat for a little bit with Mo Isom. And I'll tell you what, I got to hear Mo speak a few weeks ago and was just so impressed with, with who she is and with her charisma and just her story in general. So I know that today you're really going to resonate with some of the things that she has to say. And um, probably the most fascinating thing on her resume is, well, A, number one, she's been on Ellen, which is just pretty incredible in my book. And then number two, um, she tried out for the LSU football team. So, and I'm pretty yeah. sure, Mo, are you the only girl who's ever done that? I'm the only girl who's ever done it on um, a Division One SEC football team. So wow. there's another girl who played on a Division One football team back in early 2000, but nobody at the SEC level, which is SEC is the best conference in the nation. That's so right. There's no can, disagreement on that here. Yeah, we're so, all in the same boat there. Exactly. Um, well, Mo lives in Atlanta, Georgia with her husband, and um, they are still enjoying being newlyweds. And um, she just really has um, such an incredible background from being broadcast journalism major. She, you know, just she is a girl who comes from um, just has a great family background, a really interesting family background that we'll talk a little bit about later. Um, but it's just she's an athlete at heart. But she, first and foremost, she loves the Lord. And so that was so evident to me when I got to hear Mo speak a few weeks ago. Um, so I'm going to give I'm going to give the floor to you for just a second. Mo, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I am. Uh, first off, thank you guys for having me on. I am yeah. excited uh, just to share a little bit of my heart with, with everyone listening. But um, I am, yeah, I'm, I'm 25, living in Atlanta, married, and actually bombshell. We've got our first little bun in the oven. Oh, so congratulations. exciting twist. Thank you. No one knows that, so I've just put it out there. <laughs> now now the um, internet knows. Family and friends know it. Many people will know. But, awesome. yeah, so we're um, – just really enjoying time here in Atlanta. I uh, grew up as an athlete, played soccer at LSU, um, and was an All-American goalkeeper there. Just had um, a really great run athletically and realized uh, in my senior year of soccer that actually NCAA athletes get five years of eligibility, but only four in one sport. So I'd knocked out the four years of soccer, and I still had this fifth year of eligibility. And I just thought, what? Um, what can I do? What sport could I keep playing? I'm trying to ride this out. If I enjoyed being a tiger, mm-hmm. um, we always whooped on the Gators and the Vols. Oh, oh gosh! Ouch. <laughs> and uh, and and I just came to realize I could kick the kick the skin off of football. And so um, had great friendships with a lot of the guys, with a lot of the coaches. People trained alongside them for. Uh, years really at that point and I approached them about it you know what would this look like is this possible and they were in full support which kind of blew my mind so I spent a couple years um, training with them and then eventually um, the timing felt that I could actually try out for the team and um, that was just it was just an incredible journey and it opened up a lot of really neat doors Um, like you said the Ellen show and just all types of um, 
national media platforms and yeah. eventually totally helped win me homecoming queen at LSU because <laughs> no one would have known who I was if I hadn't done that. But um, just some really neat opportunities. And, and at the same time, in my personal life, there were um, there had been a great deal of adversity going on mm-hmm. um, behind the scenes, especially during my time playing soccer. And I'd come to know Christ in the midst of all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and with this newfound national platform, just pursuing these athletic endeavors, just got to start to give God the glory. Awesome. Do what? Oh, I just said that's awesome. You know, not, not a whole lot of people get to do that at that level. Yeah, exactly. It was it was unexpected, and um, you know, God just presents us platforms. It's up to us, it's up to, us to take advantage of them, um, and and do them for His, give the glory to Him, use them for His glory. And so, just did that, and that um, grew. Some speaking requests came out of that of, "Hey, can you come share your story?" And um, through the course of bouncing around and just speaking and sharing my heart with people through the community, that grew and grew and grew, and now. Three years later, three, four years later, um, it's full-time ministry. I'm a speaker, a blogger, and um, a newly signed author. And so um, I'm just getting to write and speak and really just travel the country as well as internationally um, sharing the gospel, which is amazing and totally not where I ever thought my story would end up um, at this point. But it's it's neat to see what God's done with um, a lot of amazing stuff and a lot of really, really hard stuff as well. Absolutely. And, you know, and I think as I think back on my life and even just looking at the last year or two, I was talking to a friend the other day and just said, I don't think any any of us ever thought that things would look like they do now. But do they ever? Mm-hmm. You know, do they ever really exactly. look like we thought they were going to pan out? And some, sometimes we get a glimpse of that, but sometimes God takes us in a totally different direction. And so, um, yeah, that's incredible. He's such a better author to our story. Absolutely. Like we think we can write this out and, and play it out and, and that we know the best path and he's he's so much better an author um to our stories especially when it comes to using the brokenness and the messiness and, and all the crazy things that seem hopeless he's just good he he's is. good at what he does that is the truth and i'd really just to kind of kick us off um going that direction where what you were just saying um you know this whole podcast is about things that mark us you know what are the things in our lives that have really marked us for 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 good for bad like for for tough situations for great things and i think we all have that's what our makes each of our stories unique and that's what we're going to be talking about but i'd love to know like what are some of the things in your life that have really marked you and how has that played out to this point in your life where you are right now yeah, that's a great question. Um, it's it's challenging sometimes to look back um, and and really wrap your head around the multitude of things that have played such you know key parts in in my story. Um, I, I, if I could give one word to say how I believe I've really been marked by God through everything, um, that word would just be marked with boldness mm. and. I love that that is the word that comes straight to mind because for a really long time, I was completely self-marked with brokenness. Um, I knew I struggled with um, a really bad eating disorder through basically my entire high school um, career and just struggled with issues with control and mm-hmm. um, you know, self-obsession and pride and all of these things that very much at that time in my eyes, marked my story. I mean, it was just mm. my obsession. Um, and I struggled with this eating disorder um, 
God really began to, to move and to work through some people around me, sort of drew me out of that place. Um, and then in my, in my freshman year of college, um, lost my dad extremely unexpectedly to suicide. Wow. Um, and just, just a really rough manner. And so now all of a sudden my story had shifted from, you know, recovery from this eating disorder to really being marked by suicide. That was, I was a a daughter of a suicidal man, you know, and it, it brought on depression and resentment and anger and hate and frustration and just indulging in all the the thin-sized pieces we try to use to fill the God-sized hole in our heart, just yeah. totally um, losing myself in alcohol and with guys and, you know, just in the whole scene that uh, the world would say is totally normal in college, um, but it's yeah. never normal compared to what God calls us to. Mm-hmm. And so my story then was just marked by this darkness and, um, you know, almost a year after that, sort of crawling out of that pit sort of, um, was just in a horrific car accident that, um, that ended up, I mean, just completely physically wrecking me in so many ways. Um, but what was unique about that little, um, wave of adversity was the cry of my heart through the year after losing my dad had really been one of anger and resentment to God, but ultimately challenging God too. God, if you're so real, do something, just Mm -hmm. wreck my life because I get why my dad did what he did. I see it as a viable option. She just wreck it, just end it. And and I had no idea that he fully intended to do that for his glory. Um, and he took me quite literally, yeah. <laughs> literally wrecked my vehicle. And in the midst of, of a ravine at 1.30 in the morning, hanging upside down, I had never felt more overwhelmed by the presence of a king who just had mm. such a different story for my life and such a different marking. And first and foremost um, message that he just, I mean, it was crushing. The presence was just crushing of, I love you. You are not defined by this brokenness. You're not defined by this adversity. Um, I have I have plans for you. I have purpose for you. Mm-hmm. I use all for my glory. So do you choose me? And, and it was just, um, it was in the midst of that car accident that I, that I came to know Christ and completely gave my heart over and Suddenly, my story went from every bit of brokenness I could have ever imagined, you know, never fathomed, and suddenly was a part of my story and and was almost immediately marked by boldness of, you know what? I serve a king that's bigger than all these things, and and I serve a king who will use this for his glory, and I don't know how, and I don't know what it's going to look like, and this is crazy, and everyone thinks I'm crazy, but you know what? I'm not going to go about this half-heartedly. He he boldly wrecked my life and saved me, so I'm boldly going to proclaim his name in return. Absolutely. Um, it, it's been neat. See, I, I, I'm preaching now. I need to get off my, <laughs> get it's off good. my pulpit. But I, I get excited talking about it. Um, and I think when I think you... those markings in our life, mm-hmm. we've got to step back and see what we're marking ourselves with Yeah. Um, versus what we are marked by. Yes. Through the word of God, through the promises of God, 
um, through his love, through his grace, because usually that looks completely different yeah. than what we think we're defined by. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we've cool. got to have a clear cool. picture of the difference between those two things. I'm so glad you brought that up. You know, because we yeah. do, we mark ourselves by things that are, you know, self-afflicted. And oftentimes, like we can, you know, if we were to look at the words that we use to describe ourselves, they they would not be, they're not God-honoring words. They're not God-honoring terms. They're not things that, that really are who we are if we're defined by who God says we are. And um, and mm-hmm. so how he, how he defines us and marks us is different a lot of times until we kind of come to that point of impasse where he, he begins to mark us in a way that, that, hopefully those things then begin to define how we see ourselves, but that is, it's a big turning point. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, it's, it's life changing because yeah. it's life saving. It's, mm-hmm. it's going from, from death to life. And that, mm-hmm. that has to really radically shift everything in yeah. our hearts and our lives and our perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, it's big. Yeah. And, and I'm sitting, you know, I think Savannah, I'm going to put you on the spot here yes. for a second, ask you a question. You know, you're still in college and mm-hmm. you're, you're at a big university. Um, you know, Mo and I have already finished school um, and all of that. And it's, it's crazy how fast culture changes um, just in the matter of a couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how do you today as a college student see, you know, that culture just as, you know, where you are right now? Like, is it hard to be a believer where you are? I think absolutely. And even living, um, you know, in the Bible Belt, you still get the the lies that Mo was talking about that you can buy into that college is about you um, and to spend your time, you know, pouring into yourself and pouring into whatever your flesh is desiring and running after those things when, um, you know, the word tells us to run after Jesus. So it's definitely hard as a college student. So Mo, I was actually going to ask you that as a college student, taking that encounter that you had with the Lord, um, taking that boldness that he gave to you, what did that look like going back to what your life looked like before you encountered him and running in that direction? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think because I think we all kind of fall into this or, or it's very easy to, you know, I had radically encountered God. Mm -hmm. I mean, God in a way I had never known before, even though I was raised in a Christian home and raised in the church, I, I had personally encountered him. And I think initially I was just under the assumption okay, this is big, you know, it's changed my heart, it's changed my perspective, all these things, but I'm just, I can step back into the life I was living and, you know, just go about things differently. And right. so I tried to step back into the same friend groups, into the same environments, into the same, you know, routine. And really what becomes impossible is, is to continue to live in the same rhythm of sin I mean you step right back into the same story you were living before and and it becomes very challenging and so um what I had to learn really quickly is honestly and what I think is really necessary for many new believers is there's like this um this great need for this voluntary season of isolation with Jesus Mm -hmm. and and that sounds weird but for me I had to consciously say okay I haven't stepped back into a great friend group. So I need to step away from this friend group. And I haven't stepped back into great environments. You know, I can't just suddenly at the drop of a hat live and act and suppress my flesh, you know, under complete surrendering control in these same really tempting environments. So I have to step away from these environments. And it's making these conscious decisions of like voluntary isolation, really, of being willing to 
step away yeah. and step out of, knowing that you're stepping into so much more. Mm. But that that you got some work to do in your heart with the Lord. You know, God's got some things to really clean up and um, kind of flesh out. And so, for me, I tried to step back into all the same things. Didn't go well, um, and I just had to take a really gutsy step of, okay, I'm I'm, I'm going to step away from this sin. And you know what? I lost a lot of friends I really would call them more of acquaintances because I think your true friends um, look very different than the ones who um, can also walk away so easily but um, I, I lost a lot of my social group I um, wasn't frequenting all the places that looked popular and cool and normal for college students to frequent and mm-hmm. um, honestly I spent a lot of time um, alone and with my dogs <laughs> and just processing and beginning to connect slowly but surely with other people who are like about the same mission um, and began to rebuild a beautiful friend group um, and began to find new environments. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't come without like those growing pains, you know? And I Absolutely. think so many times we, um, we don't want to feel that discomfort or that aching or whatever it may be. And we try to, we try to skirt the fence, but it's just not possible. Uh, or at least it wasn't for me. Yeah. And that, that is a really hard point to be at just to know that like because you know you've been you've had an encounter with Jesus Christ that has forever marked you um that that things have to change that normal isn't normal anymore and and the people who've been there you know may not be the people that can walk with you through this new chapter this next chapter of life and it's it's hard to let go of some of that and it really does take um a lot of work on our part and there's probably a lot of grief that goes along with it I'd imagine there is there is because you know we're called to die to self yeah. and no one ever said death was comfortable. Mm. <laughs> like No one ever said death felt great. Um, yeah. But you know, it, it, there's grief associated with um, honestly, a lot of those people, if they're, if they're not on board with, with your new journey, um, people don't typically tend to just step away and wipe their hands of it. Like they kind of want the badger and they kind mm. of, um, want to judge or mock or oh please girl I knew you three weeks ago when you were here in college doing this this and this you know what do you mean blah 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 there's just a lot of doubt um and and honestly it's just like come on haters gonna hate like, just, <laughs> if they don't get it they're Thank not you, gonna, they're, they're gonna give you a hard time yeah but it takes this tough skin um mm-hmm. to kind of just process through that grief and um receive it as glory like you know what it's the greatest the greatest grief and persecution and adversity ever in the history of the world had to happen to Jesus yeah. in order for the greatest purpose to ever be served, well, then I have to trust that grief and adversity and hardship is going to come my way, but there's purpose that's being served. Absolutely. Um, and what, what so would you I'm say? I'm probably not talking in circles. It, just, it gets me fired up. Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, it, it's so it, valuable. It does me too. And, you know, I would say like, what, what would you say to the woman listening today who's in that situation, who has just encountered Christ for the first time, or, you know, maybe is, is at a point of realization that her life just has to change. And, um, you -hmm. know, what would you say today to her as a word of encouragement? Well, first off, if she's just encountered Christ, I'd say, welcome to the family. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's exciting. Um, it's beautiful. I mean, you've just made, a decision that will, it changes everything. It changes eternity. Um, and it calls you beloved and it invites you, um, to a throne and it invites you into an eternity with the King. 
who is so good and so loving and so holy. Yeah. Um, and so it's a, it's a beautiful decision to be made. Um, but, you know, I would also say, I mean, I, Scripture says it best. In this world, you will face trouble. Take heart. I've overcome the world. Yeah. It's when, when we come to know that this cross at Calvary meant something big for our life, it has to armor us up with the strength and the courage to know, okay, this doesn't remove me from the hardship of the world. Yeah. In fact, God promises me this hardship is still going to come. But I know now, walking with Christ, having given my heart to the Lord, I am equipped with an armor to take on this hardship, to take on you know, all the struggles, all the growing pains, all that will continue to persist in our time here on earth. I'm equipped to take it on. Um, behind a general who's won the war. Mm-hmm. Satan's going to wage battles, but I serve a king who's won the war. And you know what? He equips me with every good thing, his strength, his grace, his mercy. It's not about what I can muster anymore. Yeah. This is about a king who has mustered it and given it all on my behalf and now equips me with it fully. Um, so I would just like speak courage over that woman um, and speak hope of it. It's, it's no longer about what you can do and how well you can do it. It's about mm-hmm. what's been done on your behalf. And and you are loved and you are equipped with every good thing and, and you have purpose. God has purpose and plans for you. Yeah. And so walk strong, sister. Walk tall and walk strong and with perseverance and set your eyes on the king and don't let yourself get distracted. Because the world's distracting. Yes. But the glory is worth the focus. Amen. Um, yeah, and I'm kind of just tough, too, so I just want to be, like, toughen up and really fight it out. Yeah. <laughs> you can do this. Like, mm-hmm. just do it. it it's tough, but it's, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's wholeheartedly glory. worth it. And, you know, nobody said mm-hmm. it was going to be easy. There's nothing in Scripture that tells us that this life was going to be easy. And so right. you know, we've got to expect hardship, but there's such joy and such hope that comes with that. And I love um, that you hit on that a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, Mo, like who, like who are the women in your life? Like what kind of women do you have in your life that, that encourage you or inspire you or who, you know, are, are just those kind of women for you? That's such a great question. Um, you know, I've always been such a tomboy um, that it really was interesting to me as I came to know Christ and started to walk this walk out of how um, the strength and the beauty I began to see in women. Because before I'd just been, I was a daddy's girl, you know, it's like, give me strength by the world standards. And and I began to see this, this strength in, in so many different women. And what really shocked me was they didn't look like what you'd think they'd look like. So the women that I look up to aren't the big celebrities or, yeah. you know, I mean, I look, I look up to these individuals too, but they're not, you know, the most famous evangelists. They're not the most influential one woman who I look up to the most is, is one of my sweetest and best friends. Her name's Molly. And mm-hmm. I got to walk through life with her when, um, when she came to LSU to play soccer and ended up getting pregnant and, you know, um, was really influenced and people wanted her to get an abortion. And she had just come to know Jesus and, and said, no. And I watched her carry life and Wow. give birth and now become this mother and now has the cutest three-year-old you could ever imagine. And <laughs> she's like working full time for FCA and she's just, she's incredible. 
and I, I look up to her so much because I've literally gotten to walk with her and watched her walk through just the pits, like the hardest stuff, the most broken, the most awful, the most temptation from Satan. Mm-hmm. I mean, just this wreckage, and yet this brand new baby believer who had just come to know Jesus clung so tightly to that that it is literally radically changed her life completely and mm. all the hard decisions of saying yes to God and saying no to the easy things of the world. Mm. She's been, I mean, she's been grown into this woman of the faith that I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. How do I, how do I get to go around and speak? You could like bring nations to their knees with your <laughs> words. I mean, she's just incredible. Wow. So, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of women around me in my life who, um, are just real, mm-hmm. you know, and they're just walking through stuff or have been through stuff or have stories that are relatable. Those are the women of faith that I admire and look up to because they're not always getting the thousands of Twitter followers or yep. the hundreds of likes or speaking on the big stages, but they're living life faithfully and people are coming to know Jesus all around them as a result. Incredible. Um, and so and what, love, more, what more can we ask for? This. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And just as, as one kind of last wrap up question, you know, what would you say to women who don't feel qualified or adequate to do what it is that God's called them to do? Oh, wow. Um, well, I'd say stop believing those lies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> stop believing the lie that you're not able. Um, because what scripture would tell us is that, that the Holy Spirit literally dwells within us and that God is capable of all things and through all things and by all things and with all things, God is so very capable. And so I would encourage those women to know like the creator of the universe dwells within you. Mm -hmm. Um, it, It doesn't matter your circumstances. It doesn't matter your adversity. It doesn't matter the lies that you've been told or believed your entire life long. You serve a king who wipes the slate clean and who begins to write a new story Mm -hmm. and says, you are able because I am able and Mm -hmm. I will work and love and live through you. And so open your heart, you know, open that vulnerability, um, become that vessel and allow him to just move in all of the bold and the mighty ways. Um, Because the world would tell you, believe that, believe that you can't do anything. Sit down, be quiet, don't be too outspoken, uh, don't be too bold, don't do anything too radical or get too uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. The world would say, you know what, you need to just blend in um, and not cause too much of a stir. But the Word says, I actually want you to stand up and stand out and to live boldly and to love the least of these and to serve wholeheartedly and to just be about God's business um, with no fear with no fear, with no trepidation, you know, with no, um, with no worry of, of what would be to come because God says it's already, I got it. You know what? The story yeah. is written. I see it. Um, I've planned it and, and I'm just asking you to walk faithfully in it. Awesome. Um, so there's a super long winded answer to say, <laughs> I would tell that woman, don't believe those lies. Yeah. She is beloved and she is made to be about God's business and yes. she has purpose. And he has plans for her. 
I love it. And that's, it's so true. And I, I love that you said at the top of this, just that God gives us platforms. It's up to us what we do with it. And I'm so thankful for, Mm -hmm. for you and your story and just how God is using your unique story and your abilities and, and everything to bring um, honor and glory to his name. And so we're grateful for you and for your ministry. And um, tell us um, just real quick, how we can get in touch with you online or via social media, things like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, So I have a website and my blog, which is just at moisom.com. Super easy, just moisom.com. On Twitter, I'm just at moisom. On um, Facebook, you know, same thing. Just search search moisom and uh, Instagram as well. And so everything's pretty consistent across the board. But uh, easy enough. We're just about to launch. Yeah, just about to launch a brand new website and. Um, we'd just love for, for you guys to check it out um, and just be encouraged and be challenged and be equipped um, and through those blog posts and through all the material that we'll be releasing on there. So that's moisom.com. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Mo. It's been great talking to you. My pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Thanks so much for joining us today. Visit lifeway.com forward slash all access to find episodes or check out marked podcast on iTunes. If you want to join in on the conversation, make a suggestion about who else we should talk to, um, tweet at me. It's at Mary Margaret C and use the hashtag marked podcast so that I know that it's you. Can't wait to hear from you.